Welcome to the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast for Thursday, June 30th. Mark Schofield here with you as I'm going to take you through basically the end of June. We're almost here in in July, 4th of July holiday coming up. Hopefully everybody has some fun plans for that long weekend. Uh, My usual partner in crime, Chuck Zotta, is off getting himself ready for the long holiday weekend. But to make up for it, we have a trend terrific guest for you Miguel Benzon um, you know him from Twitter at uh, Pat's cap um, keeps track of the Patriot salary cap and all the movements and shakings and going goings on over there uh, joins me tonight uh, Miguel how are you my friend I'm doing great doing great can't wait for a long weekend I know and you just found out you get an extra day off you didn't expect yeah Gotta love that. Now, um, before we dive into some of the Pat stuff, we're recording this now on Wednesday night, and news came down today about Andrew Luck signing a big contract extension. I wanted to get your quick thoughts on that, what the the terms are of the deal as you you understand them, and also what this means for the Indianapolis Colts and their salary cap position going forward. Okay, well, you know, he got a basically $44 million guaranteed up front, which is pretty good. Um, so he's got like a $32 million signing bonus, a $12 million salary guaranteed for 2016. His the other part of this money that's guaranteed is really a lot to carry to talk about it in a 15-minute podcast. It depends on days and stuff like that. I think it's a strong deal for him, kind of team-friendly for him. I, the question I've been getting on your gas is like, how's it going to affect the Colts going forward? I, I, I like the deal of the structure of the deal for them. I, I, don't, I still think they could build a, a championship team around him. Um, he's going to take up well, his cap number for 2016 is about 18.4 million dollars. They're still going to about have around 13 million dollars in cap space after this deal. They, the Colts typically do not have um, use 46 million active roster bonuses, so it's a good chance they'll roll over between 5 to $8 million, depending on how many injuries they have during the season. So it's a 2017 season. So it's really, um, so this should be in good shape going forward. I mean, they have to really hit on the draft picks and make smarter decisions than they have in free agency. But will this deal cripple their ability to build a championship team around them? No. And then somebody else has said on Twitter, like, if you don't have a, a championship level quarterback, you're not going to pretty much win in this in the NFL unless you have a championship defense like the Broncos did last year. With respect to Andrew Luck and this contract and how it stacks with other quarterbacks in the NFL, is this sort of a what you would expect a quarterback of Andrew Luck's caliber to sign an extension for? Well, I always knew he would get a big deal because Jim Ursay said he's going to get a big deal. So I was, we were. All, I think everybody's. I don't think anybody was surprised by how much he got. I think they were surprised how much guaranteed money he got over the life of the deal. I'm surprised they're using, for example, this is unusual for the Colts to use roster bonuses. So he's getting roster bonus in 2006, 2017, and every year on, on thereafter. I wasn't surprised with the deal. I knew that he'd be get. He would get become the highest paid player. Um, but the, I think the other owners are going to love this because you I don't think anybody's going to pass them in the, in the future. But I think he's setting a ceiling for the for the NFL for the next several years. 
All right, let's shift a little bit to what you really cover extremely well. You're the best out there doing it, the Patriots and their salary cap position. You've got Mm -hmm. a great piece up over at Um, patsfans.com. I'm going to tweet it out. I hope people read it because it's it's definitely worth your time. Looking at where the Patriots stand right now here at the end of June with respect to the cap and what they need to do going forward. Can you kind of like give us the bullet points for where the Patriots are right now with respect to the cap and some of the things that they have to address as training camp starts? Okay, right now they're all, they have about $9.5 million in cap space, right? And $9.5 million in cap space sounds like a lot. It's probably a lot for some teams, but not for the Patriots. And the reason is because they got um, – just go by they – they have a lot of players with $46 million active roster bonuses, right? So if these players – all place all 16 games. The pages go and the pages go lose like two million dollars in cap space throughout the year. Because and then the, the and 46 million active roster is the only incentive is that the player reaches during the season that hits the, that cap that year. Okay. Usually the incentives are if you hit an incentive that's not expected, not expected, likely to be earned, it hits the cap in the following year. 46 million active roster bonus is the only incentive that hits the cap this year. So if they were to have, like, for example, if Julian Edelman was to play in 10 games instead of nine like he did last year, the 10th game, the Patriots would lose money on, on the cap on the following Tuesday. Okay. So that hits right and away. So, yeah, they, they hit the cap right away. So, like, um, and on the NFLPA public website, right? So I check it every day. I've been doing this for, like, a couple of years. And you would see the amount drop as long as there's any – you would see by the amount of – the 46 man active roster, active roster that, hit, that hit. When like two years ago, no, was it two years ago? When Alan Branch did was in it, you could see it every week because he was the only. They had weeks where his his money was the only transaction that happened. It's hard to, sometimes when they do a lot of Patriots do a lot of transactions. It's hard to see that specifically the twenty five thousand dollar drop. But if they, if, if this, you know, so but there are some weeks you could definitely say, hey, the cap space Patriots cap space dropped by fifty thousand dollars because. These two players played more games than they did last year, the previous year. And what about the practice squad? Is are there concerns with the practice squad roster as well when it comes to the cap? Oh yeah. So 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 let's just talk about the nine point five. I'm just going to go like in chronological order, if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. All right. So the Patriots got nine point five million dollars in, in cap space right now. All these every player, every player who except the rookies has been participating in off season workout sessions. All right. So they get paid $195 for each session. Eventually, so at the end of the, at end of the, tra- at the end of the 32 sessions, I think it's 36, 32, it's gonna, that amount of money is going to hit the cap. So it's about so it's $195 per session, let's say 32 sessions, around 75 players. That's around $500,000. That's going to hit the cap between now and sometime before the training camp. Okay? So that gets you so down to $9 million right there. That, exactly. That takes you down to nine million. Okay. Then we we get down to our roster cut. We get down to roster cut down weekend. Okay. Well, now we're only paying for fifty one players right now. On on the, on the salaries on the salary cap right now, you're only paying for fifty one salaries of fifty one players in the cap. Well, when the when, on September eighth, the Thursday, which is the first day, first football game, every everybody counts. All the salaries count for every every player. All right. So you're going to count for 50, 50 players, 52, 53 is going to have salaries of $450,000 each. So that's $900,000. We're down from $9 million to $8.1 million. Okay? 
Now you get to pay your, your, your practice squad. Practice squad pay is um, with the Patriots. I'm going to say they got a budget around $1.5 million, right? Um, there's about the weekly pay for them is like $6,600 a week, 17 weeks times 10 players. It's around $1.2 million, $1.1 million. But sometimes the Patriots pay some practice play squads more than the minimum. And sometimes the Patriots pay a player, have them on the roster, on the practice squad on Tuesday at, uh, at 4 p.m., and then they cut them on Saturday to make room for somebody else on Thursday or Friday. But that player, that still gets paid for that week. Right. Okay, so that's, I, I, but I just say let's just use brown figures 1.5. Okay, so now okay. we're down to about 6.5? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you see it so chipping away quickly. Oh, uh, yeah. So then you're going to have the cushion for the 46 million active roster bonus. That's around $2 million. So they, the Patriots have 22 players who with 46 million active roster bonus who didn't play all 16 games last year. Okay? So that's another $2 million. Now we've got the $4.5 million. Okay? Now now you're going to have a cushion to replace the players who get hurt during the season and in preseason. Like, you know, so... Like, that's a cushion. So that's between anywhere between four to six million dollars. I'm hoping with the new training staff, the Patriots don't have as many players that goes on the IR like they did last year. You know what I'm saying? They had like 20 players going on IR last year, um, which is high for them. I mean, like I um, and before the season started, the Patriots placed eight players on IR, two players on pop. Those those ten players, they their cap numbers was 4.7 million dollars. So basically, right okay. there, that nine point five million in cap space that gets eaten up. Yeah, it's that gone. gets eaten. It's gone. Okay. So like, and then now let's say we've done that. Okay, and let's say you want to have a cushion. So now the now you want to extend, the Patriots usually extend a couple of players during the regular season. We haven't extended Malcolm Butler. We haven't extended Jeremy Collins. Okay. Let's say you want to reach a deal with them. Okay. Those cap numbers will go go up by you know, several million dollars. Because, you know, I, I proposed a deal for, like, for Malcolm, Malcolm Butler that his cap demo would sort of go from $600,000 to $4 million. Okay, right. that's, a three, that's like a $3.4 million job. Okay, Increase. so how, how does New England make some room under the cap? How can they, what oh, can they okay. do we to get make that, some room? That we get to the bottom, we get to the bottom of, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the blog post. So there's ways to do it. They're going to have to, A, I don't I, like I said like I, I've said this several times on Twitter. Now, I don't I don't really don't see how J, how Marcus Collins stays on this team. I really don't I don't really don't say it, see it. You can uh, so that's one reason you could do it. Craig's cap space. You could sign Dante Hightower to an extension because an extension with him would lower his cap number from seven point seven five million dollars to let's make it six million dollars, or you could even make it five million dollars. You made it five million dollars to save him about two point seven five million dollars on the cap. If you extended Jabal Shear to a deal that's somewhere that comparable to Everson Griffin, okay, you could save about between one to three million dollars in the cap, right? And then you could, you know, then that you could um, release some other players, maybe like a Josh Klein, maybe like a Jonathan Freeney, maybe a, a, a Brendan Bolden, or an, Aaron, an Aaron Dobson still would save about three hundred thousand dollars on the cap. What's what's right. Marcus Cannon's number? What would they save if they release him? About over three million dollars. Well, then why is he still on this roster, Miguel? I um I don't have no idea. I thought he, <laughs> he my, I thought he'd be cut 
in February. Right. So right. I like li- yeah. So like literally, I I feel kind of somewhat stupid to go on the roster. I literally I put down like the, he be, I I was surprised he made it on the on the on the team it was on on the, at the beginning of the league year. I literally like literally they're taking a ch- um like for example the last thing you want the pigeons is if he gets hurt. Right. During training camp, right? Then you can't cut him at all. So then you have to figure another way to create three million dollars in cap space. Yeah, I mean they've they've got to do something. Is there any way they could restructure his deal, or is that just be a waste? And um, he would have to agree to. A, I mean, after he got hurt, he wouldn't. Why would he do it? No, I mean before. Like, do that right now. Would, yeah, he, yeah, he could he could agree to a pay cut or or extension. They could do it. I would be shocked. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see it happening. I mean, he would have to take a pay cut, but then why didn't he do an asking for before? So right. he might. They might do this. They might say to him and do what they did with William Malloy and Logan Mankins and say, "Hey, we get to. We're getting down roster cut downs. We need to create cap space. If you don't agree to a pay cut, we're gonna let you go." That one. That one might happen. Yeah, that would make you know sense. Okay, but um, if it, why do it? If you haven't done it now, why, I, I can't see them doing it now. You know. Yeah, I, I, you got you got to think. You know, if they haven't done it to this point, then that you know the handwriting's on the wall here, and you know his days are numbered in New England, right? Well, they should have been numbered. There's a reason he stays. I don't know what the reason is. There's a reason why he's on the roster. I don't know what it is, but they're taking basically a female gamble that he doesn't get hurt. If they if they, if they think that he may not be on their team in the future, on the team of 2016, they're taking a $3 million gamble by having to take part in training camp in preseason. He can get hurt. And once he gets hurt, you can't cut him. Right. Let's, I mean, assume, you, you for a moment, can, let's assume for a moment, Miguel, they, they free up some room. Lewis yeah. Riddick, um, great football mind, he's you know on ESPN, tweeted, I think it was today, that yeah. perhaps the most interesting thing that he's looking at in the upcoming sort of season is what new England does with Jamie Collins. Assuming the Patriots can make some room, what kind of deal do you think they'll try to sign Collins to? See, I, I right now without having him being a proven sack master. Okay. The guy who can prove him and get to the quarterback. All right. He's got Jamie Collins has got nine and a half sacks in three years. Right. Okay. Some guys get nine and a half sacks in a season. More than nine and a half in a season, right? But he proves himself to be like a pass rusher, all right. And we're not talking like top of the line, top of the linebacker money. We're talking like top defender money, right? You know what I'm saying? So I, I think so. I, I and I saw that switch people. So I asked him, "What do you mean by that?" Because is he talking like does he think that Jimmy Collins can get what Von Miller might get? Is him playing get or maybe like Fletcher Cox money after three years? I mean, or does he think like that? Jamie Collins is gonna is gonna bang is gonna ex- excel in 2016 and then become considered one of the top defenders and expect to be paid as a top defender. Right. I mean, you so, kind of you know you proposed a deal that was in the Levante David type or area. Oh yeah, I pay. I would pay Collins more than Levante David, but I'm not paying him like Von Miller money. There's a big difference between Von Miller, Fletcher Cox money, and the top of the linebacker money. That's like three to four, five million dollars in difference. That's some serious ching, ka ching. Right. 
Right. What about Malcolm Butler? That's another name that's kind of floating out there. Obviously, he's um, I see that. Yeah. See, like, I love Malcolm Butler. Right. I just don't think he right now. I don't have. I have him like a top fifteen quarterback. Quarterback, but I can see the potential of him becoming. And I say potential. And him becoming a top five quarterback in the next couple of years, especially as some of the older quarterbacks get um, age. But then again, we got some good young quarterback coming up too. So I, I can definitely see that he could be definitely a solid. There's no no argument that he's a top ten quarterback quarterback excuse me, in the next couple of years. But I but he's got you know he's going to be a restricted free agent after this year and he can franchise back. So he has to realize that. He wants a deal to if he wants a deal in 2016, he has to give the Patriots a little bit of discount because they take on his injury risk. You know, saying because yeah. for example, if he was to get if he was to get hurt in training camp, all this talk that he's gonna he's a, he should get paid like a top ten quarterback is, is going to go out the window. Right. Now, what about I, I had a did a podcast recently with Sigmund Bloom and we were talking about the Patriots signing Dion Lewis to an in-season extension. And Sigmund and I were kind of thinking that that was a rarity. And you pointed out that the last time that happened was when? Oh, they sign people all the time during the season. Okay. Um, but I, I've heard from people that they surprised that he agreed to such a low deal. That Lewis did. I, yeah. It, 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 like I, like I've said, um, I think I said something. If you follow me into what I said, this is like his deal is one of the Fenrir's deals, uh, team friendly deals on on the Patriots. I mean, literally, if he were to come back to weigh his level he was playing last year, last year, he's a, he is probably the biggest bargain on the team after Brady and Gronk. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, literally, he's. I mean, even, even though the running mark, running back market is going down, his his cap number is so low. It's just. Ridiculously low. <laughs> it's like there was like um, there's like most rookie running back, like most guys drafted high, drafted in the first round, dwarf his money. And I think it's even some of the guys. Uh, no, yeah, all the guys who drafted in the first round. I think it was just Elliot, maybe. Yeah. Just just Elliot. I can't even remember. Um, but he's got really low numbers for for a guy who's got. He's a guy you want to watch when you when you're watching a Patriots game. You want to watch him because yeah. he he just makes plays that like wow that just take your breath away. And for and like literally his cap number is the same as Ladainian Waddle, Marcus Coon, like Garrett Blunt, right? And literally, it's been a while since I I got wild by it. I've never been wild by it, like an offensive tackle, right? right. Um, okay, especially Waddle, right? But I've never. It's been a while since I've been wild by Blunt. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and then and even if he were to do well, and to you know in 2017, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find his number. Hold on, man. I had to have a filter on. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So like, and even in 2017, his his cap number is 1.6 million dollars. Wow. Like, yeah, it's like that's for a an exciting player on the team. That's that's really small. Well, Miguel, this has been great stuff. Um, thank you always for you know spending some time with us. If people want to check out the work and follow you, what's the best way to do that? Oh, the best way is to follow me at, Pat, at, at Twitter, Pat's Cap. Um, and then I'm on, my website is patscap.com. 
I blog with patfans.com. Um, stuff, if you look at my, I think my, I tweet it out like once a month, the best ways to follow me, to follow my, find my web pages. Okay. And one last thing, I want to give you a, a chance to shout out for a minute. Bread of Life. Um, I know you've got a, a, a family friend that's doing some work for them. What's a way that people can help that cause out? Okay. So, okay. Um, Bread of Life is a, is a nonprofit food pantry in Malden, Mass. Because I, um, I grew up in Malden, right? I never had to take, I, luckily, I didn't have to take advantage of those services, but I just want people to, just, if they could just go to the Bread of Life, let me just get to the website. Hold on, man. Because it's www dot bread of life malden dot org right and they have a paypal thing there so you can just donate money if you, you know, just donate money because people have asked me can you send me you know can i send you money I says nah i'm doing well just if you could send you know send it to somebody to, to a charity you know my ch- pros and children charity i would just appreciate that so people definitely check that out that's bread of life malden dot org um, yeah check that out for um, the good work that they do help out if you can definitely check out Miguel's site as well when you get a chance yeah. check out insidethepylon.com you can follow us on Twitter at ITPylon until next time thanks again for listening to the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks Podcast <laughs>